This is New Bedford's news talk station. The place where the South Coast comes to talk about all the hottest issues locally and beyond. This is WBSM. Call in to have your voice heard at 508-996-0500. Or open up the WBSM app and hit app chat to text us. Or open line to leave us a voicemail. Let's hear it, South Coast. Back in it is the third and final hour here on Thursday morning, and uh, we have room for you at 508-996-0500 or via app chat on the WBSM app, or you can use the open line voicemail feature on the app. DSY in New Bedford says uh, we were talking about Shawnee's idea of when the mayor had said something about having a, a big flea market. Uh, she is uh, on board with that. She's actually going to take the lead on it, she said. Uh, but DSY said that's a great idea. Uh, they have a, a table at uh, at the Cove and one in Seekonk. And so I actually app chatted you back, DSY, and asked, you know, which table is yours? Because I've probably walked by it many times. If you're not familiar with the way some of those places work, so basically it's like a it's like a collective. You know, the, the building is there and the people rent the spaces from the, the building and then they stock it with the items that they want to sell. They put the price tags on what they want to sell and then they leave it there and the people who run the place sell the item, keep track of what they owe that person and then that person comes in and, you know, can collect the money for it. And so sometimes, you know, things aren't marked and you have to go up and say, hey, how much is this? And then they have to call the person. I've had that happen a few times. But it works out pretty well. I mean, I love going through there and finding things. I bought – me being in the paranormal world, I get to go out and speak at libraries all through like September and October and, and really any time of year that they ask. But I do it especially in the fall. And I will go out to libraries and give presentations that involve PowerPoint. And my favorite thing about this is that most libraries now have uh, digital displays. They have like a big TV or something that I can just plug into and put my presentation up there. And I like that because they're HD. They look really nice. Uh, they're usually pretty easy to uh, to connect. And I use a, a remote clicker for my computer so I can cycle through the different slides. But some places are still using projection and some places have their own projectors. And I always try to use theirs because, hey, bulbs are expensive and they get the approval to buy new bulbs whereas I would have to go out and spend the the two or three hundred dollars in the bulb myself. So what I do is every anytime I see a digital projector for a, a projector for sale that can connect to a computer, I buy it, and I just hold on to it because it's easier to go and buy those at a at a flea market or a yard sale for twenty bucks than it is to buy the bulbs when they burn out. So I always like look for things like that. I buy old radios. You know, uh, Taylor got me into collecting old radios. I have a bunch in my house. Now I've had to put a bunch of them in storage. Um, old TVs, you know, 1950s TVs. I don't I don't want your 1970s, 1980s TVs. I'm looking for the 1950s. Still trying to find that, uh, that Predicta TV without having to pay an arm and a leg for it. And then I also will buy, you know, like I said, old Ouija boards. Uh, they used to have these things called, they would make hair wreaths out of the deceased's hair. They would take their hair and, like, make these wreath designs. Like, I'll buy those because, you know, anything that people are creeped out by. Fun funerary items, 
people don't really love having in their homes, I'm, I'm all about those. So creepy, weird stuff, yeah, I'll always buy that. So that's what I look for when I go out to these places. And I see how it works. You know, these people can sell things without having to go out and rent a whole storefront themselves, without having to go and be at a flea market themselves. Although I'm sure a lot of them do that on the weekends. And they probably, you know, they get these items by going and doing cleanouts. My father-in-law, when he retired from the fire department, he was a Boston firefighter. And when he retired, he bought a junk business from somebody. And then he wanted to get out of the junk business and was going to sell that out to his partner. I was like, oh, let me buy in. <laughs> I want to have first crack at all that stuff. He would go clean out a house, show up at my house, and you know, basically text us and say, I'll be there in a half an hour, and then honk when he pulled up, and we would go out there into the truck, and he's like, if there's anything in here you can make money on, you know, grab it before we go and take it to the dump. And we would go out and do our own yard sailing, and I had a bunch of stuff in my basement that we would just go down, bring up a few items a week, put up on eBay. And basically when my son was little and my wife was staying home and watching him, that was her job. That's that's That was her income. We She would do pretty well with it. You know, and then by the end of the winter, you start to run out of the items that you bought during yard sale season. So then you start all over again. But then I didn't have my truck anymore, and I went back to driving a regular car, so I didn't have the chance to go out and get as many things, and, you know, things fade over time. Plus, with the advent of Craigslist and then Facebook Marketplace, it became less about being able to just have somebody buy something and ship it to them, and more about having to meet them in person, and that just got too dangerous. Like, she had me go with her one time when we we just happened to be, she had to go drop something off, uh, you know, make an exchange with somebody on, on the Cape that she had sold something to over Craigslist. And she's like, why don't we all go? It was right outside Hyannis. Why don't we all go? We can go out to dinner or something or go to the mall. Yeah, let's all go. So we pulled off the highway to the meetup spot and she got out. She did the deal. She got back in the car and I said, this is what you do. Don't do this. This is dangerous because it was like just some pull off off the side of the highway. I was like, oh, do it like in a brightly lit mall parking lot or at a police station or something. But some people, you know, they, they do really good with that kind of stuff. And I like it because it, it keeps things around without turning them into junk, keeps, keeps them having value, and you never know what the treasures are that you might find. I used to like to just, just go on a Sunday to a yard sale when it was closing and be like, all right, how much for everything? Not even look at what they have. You know, you see a few items that you want. I got into that because I bought at a, at a yard sale in Middleborough. My friend was looking for an air conditioner and they had an air conditioner for sale and she said she was looking to pay 20 bucks for an air conditioner. And I said, I don't think I'm ever going to find you an air conditioner for 20 bucks, but I'll look around. And when I got there, I said, hey, how much for the air conditioner? And the lady is like, 20 bucks for everything. And I said, well, I don't, there's a lot of things here that aren't worth $20. And she's like, no, no, no. For 20 bucks, you give me 20 bucks. You can take everything that's in the yard. I don't want to clean it up. And I had my truck, so I just packed it full of stuff. So I went and I, I gave her the air conditioner because we, what do we need the 20 bucks for? We're going to make it back and all the stuff that we got. There was vintage Playboys in there going back to the 1950s, 
vintage albums in, in very good condition. It's tons of them. Uh, what else? There was a, a whole bunch of old books, all kinds of things that we were able to turn over. Uh, there was even a 1940-something Gillette Super Speed Razor, which people had offered me pretty good money for, but I kept because I would shave with it because you can't get a heavy-weighted razor anymore. Even the ones that they make that are kind of the same style, they're light. But this is a nice, heavy razor. And for a while, like before I had a beard and I was shaving my face every day, I had the the warm lather machine so that, uh, you know, you press the button and you can get warm lather. I would either use that or I had the bowl with the shave soap and the brush, you know, put that on. All depending on how much I needed to open the pores that day and then shave with that Gillette Super Speed razor, which you can still get the blades for. It's just those regular, you know, safety razor blades. And... I swear it does a better job shaving than the five blades that I have on my regular razor. Anyway, I just went down a weird tangent. 508-996-0500. The idea behind that is I talked about, we have discussed in the past doing the radio swap meet. And I'm just wondering what people, gauging what people's interest would be for that. If I set up a table outside, broadcast a show from outside one morning, would people come down with items that they wanted to trade to people for other items? And what kind of items would you bring down? You know, it's got to be something interesting. It's got to be something that has a backstory to it. Like this is like almost like an antiques road show, except you don't have to go home with it. You can go home with something else instead. But I think it would, I think it might be interesting. It might be worth looking into whether or not we can, we can actually pull it off just to hear the stories about the different items people show up with because they're going to show up with something that looks totally innocuous and you're like, what, what is this? And then, you know, next thing you know, it's the coolest thing you've ever heard of. That's just the way that it works. I don't, I don't like going to the yard sales where people are just taking all the extra stuff out of their house that they don't want and putting it out there and saying, well, we're going to throw this away anyway, but maybe somebody wants to give us a dollar for it. I like the ones where it's like, we cleaned out the garage and we found a bunch of stuff that I didn't even know we had. My dad had a storage unit that we didn't even know we had. And then we dug through it and found all this stuff. That's what I like. But I never did go to those storage auctions. That, because I get too competitive and I would spend more than I intended to spend. And I would open up the auction and find there's, uh, open up the storage unit and find there's nothing in there. I think I went to one one time. And I got a few items out of what I bought, but then I just ended up having to throw away a bunch of like mattresses and stuff. So it wasn't wasn't worth it for me. But maybe you've done something similar. 508-996-0500. A lot of this conversation came up because we started the day talking about the city of New Bedford has a new trash contract. You will not experience any uh, interruption in your service. Everything's going to be picked up next week, just like it would normally be. Of course, keep in mind, it is a holiday week, so Tuesday's the holiday. But it'll still be the same service that you're used to. Except for those of you who have been complaining that uh, E.L. Harvey wasn't picking up your trash, this will be better for you. So and I thought it was very important what the mayor said to Chris and Marcus yesterday, which is that, Capital Waste Services, the company that they signed this new three-year contract with, 
was not the lowest bidder. So they didn't just go for who gave them the best deal. The mayor said that they had the most confidence in capital in providing the level of service that the residents expect. And as I said earlier, there's really just three things that people expect. You know, yes, they want schools. Yes, they want libraries. Uh, yes, they want a police department and a fire department and all of that. But there's three basic things that people expect to happen when they live in a city or when they live in the city of New Bedford. When they turn on the faucet, they want water to come out. When they flush the toilet, they want the water to go down. And when they put the trash out, they want somebody to pick it up. And this will guarantee that number three is happening. So it's a three-year deal. So you have a little bit of room there and not you're not locked into a decade-long deal like the, the last deal was with ABC. So it works out for both sides to be able to get a, you know, a little getting to know you process. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You were on WBSM. Good morning, Tim. How are you? Good, thank you. I just got a chance to listen to the radio, and I'm glad you, I was hoping that um, you brought this up today. So um, yesterday where I live, there's four condo buildings, so that's 48 um, units. Okay. So um, Waste Innovations, are they still going to be working for New Bedford because they they were coming and we we had to uh, recycle now. We've got one recycling bin and one garbage bin. Well, Um, it sounds to me, if it's Waste Innovations, and I I may be wrong, people can correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounds to me like maybe where you live has a, uh, a commercial contract. Yeah, well, it was with ABC. Then the Waste Innovations came along with the red trucks. And, and unless unless they're owned by Waste Connections, which was the company that owned E.L. Harvey. Right. Well, I see. I do see one Steve Harvey truck come down this road. It's a dead end road. Um, I see that truck come down and they I don't know why they do this, but they'll send another truck, sometimes three. So they're not paying attention. They're wasting a lot of money um, and they're not paying attention that there was a truck that already got the trash. So, um, but now with me, it's the red trucks. And so here's the thing. Last week, um, I heard the two bangs and I, but one truck. And I thought, what? Did they just put the recycling in? So yesterday, and this happened after the mayor left because I, I wish it had happened when the mayor was on air. But so I went out on the balcony and I looked and they, the, the girl, uh, we keep a fence there because uh, people try to bring their furniture and dump it there. So um, we got a fence up and stuff. So she has to get out. She gets out and she unlocked it. And I was watching her. She took the recycling and our trash and put it in the one truck, Waste Innovations. Well, I was corrected by someone earlier this morning who said that some trucks do have uh, the two-stream ability in the back of the truck. So they have one bin in the back where they put the regular trash and one bin in the back where they put the recycling. So some trucks can do both. Um, This one definitely is not built to do both. Well, it's, yeah, it's and I've seen size. I've seen that happen. It's the same size as an ABC truck, same shape, same thing. And she just dumped the recycling and then went right on over, backed up, and then came to the green one, and I mean the regular trash one, and she just put that in there too. So I'm like livid because our rents all went up by fifty dollars each, um, because of because of being forced to have to recycle now. I guess that costs them more money to have two separate trucks come, but the two separate trucks aren't coming. I don't know. Do I call my um, one of the LLC people? I have their number 
I don't know. Should I call her? Let her know. I don't know what to do. I, I, I'm like. Yeah, I would I definitely even, call them because if they're paying for, you know, obviously you're paying it. They're passing the cost on to you. But still, you know, the the uh, the management corporation is paying for that service from the from the hauler. Then yeah, they want to make sure that they're getting the service they're paying for. Well, um, so what I was wondering though. I, I know you're so smart. I was wondering if you could figure out is, is this new company contract are they taking away waste innovations? And I don't, I don't know if you know that. Uh, I th- I think I'm doing a little digging here, uh, but it looks like uh, Waste Innovations may be its own company because they're acquiring other haulers. So I don't think that they're under the Waste Connections umbrella like E. L. Mm-hmm. Harvey was. So it sounds to me like it's a commercial. It's a commercial uh, account so that, you know, and I guess in the commercial accounts, they can pick what haulers that they want. So they don't have to go with the same one that the city uses. I, I may be wrong in that. There may, may be a list of only certain ones that they can use. But this seems to me, it sounds to me like it's a commercial account. So it wouldn't fall under this change. Okay. Wow. All right. Well, it's very disappointed to see what they did. Everybody was so excited about recycling, you know. Yep. Um And now, it's <laughs> like. This one woman said, if that's what they're doing, I'm not going to bother recycle. And I'm like going, oh, but it could have just been this one girl. Um, I, I've never seen a female driver. Um, so that's why, you know, I keep making a point of seeing female, uh, a girl. But, yeah, all right. Hey, and um, that flea market idea. That sounds so great. That sounds fun. I love flea market. Yeah, I, I like the idea. I think that um, I think that we should see... You know, more of those things pop up mm-hmm. as people have things that they want to get rid of, and now it's harder to just be able to throw things in the trash. Um, yeah. One man's trash is another man's treasure, as they say. Um, so yes. you, you never know. You know, yeah. so it, it's worth a shot. Do you, do you collect? Um, I have some the little records. Forty um, fives. Yeah, forty five. Oh yeah, yeah. I have forty fives. A lot of them are in this league. I, I, I got them at my brother's house. I brought them over there. I don't know why, but after my husband passed, I brought them over there. I think I was going to give them to somebody, but they didn't want them um, because they're older. They're older, 45s. My husband was 70 when he passed. So, you know, he's a little older than me, so a lot of them I don't know. Um, but if you want them, I'd be more than happy to bring them to you. That'd be great. I would I would definitely put them to good use. I'd, I'd play them every day uh, for me and my dog to listen to. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, I <laughs> They're in Plymouth, so when I get get my butt there, maybe for fourth, I don't know. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'll keep them aside for you. All right. Well, I appreciate that. You're welcome, Tim. And I enjoy you. You're really good. Thank you so much. You have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. All right. And we will take more of your calls at 508-996-0500. But right now, i got to take a break. We'll be back in a few moments. Can you believe that in just a couple of days, it will be July? And you know what that means? It means Christmas in July because Christmas in July is back. You can bring your family to experience the magic of Christmas at Edaville this July. Visit Santa, ride the steam train, enjoy 15 vintage amusement rides, and shop unique and local vendors in their Christmas market. You can experience the magic of tens of thousands of Christmas lights throughout the park and along the railroad. Plus, they are thrilled to bring back an Edaville tradition 
their famous chicken barbecue. It's all going to be happening at Edaville, which, by the way, just got a beautiful new sign. I saw them post it up yesterday on Facebook. Uh, that's going to help you lead the way into all of the Christmas and July festivities. Tickets start at just thirty-four ninety-five, and children under two are free. But remember, attendance is limited, and tickets will not be available for in-person purchase. You can only purchase them online. So head on over now to edaville.com and get your tickets for Christmas in July. I'm going to be heading over there one of these weekends uh, more than anything just to be able to get that famous chicken barbecue. It's been years since they've had that going. Really looking forward to that big return along with all of the other great Christmas in July festivities. Again, get your tickets now at edaville.com. Okay, now let's go into the newsroom with Adam Bass. Federal judges in two states have temporarily blocked portions of transgender youth care bans. Both laws in Kentucky and Tennessee were scheduled to take effect within days. The courts blocked parts of the respective state laws that would have prevented transgender minors from receiving hormone, ther- hormone therapy and puberty blockers. Violent protests continue after a 17-year-old boy was killed by police in France. More from Brian Shuck. Officials say the boy was shot by police during a traffic stop in the Paris area. Protesters took to the streets Tuesday night and set 40 cars on fire and 24 officers were injured as a result. The president of France said the death of the boy is unjustifiable, but the protests need to calm down and justice will come. Officials say the incident is being investigated by national police and the officer responsible is currently in custody and faces manslaughter charges. I'm Brian The CEO of Anheuser-Busch says he has no regrets about the Bud Light partnership with transgender star Dylan Mulvaney. CEO Brendan Whitworth made the comments on Wednesday on CBS This Morning and said there's a big social conversation taking place right now. And big brands are right in the middle of it, not just Bud Light. Whitworth said his company has supported the LGBTQ plus community since 1998 and will continue to do so. Last month, Bud Light lost its spot as the top-selling beer in the U.S. because of conservative boycotts over the Dylan Mulvaney partnership. Defense witnesses in the Pittsburgh Tree of Life synagogue trial are presenting testimony about Robert Bauer's alleged brain abnormalities. Two experts testified that lesions in the defendant's brain could be caused by epilepsy, schizophrenia, or some sort of brain damage. Yet, they also testified that they could be caused by heavy smoking or very high blood pressure. Bauer's attorneys are trying to get him spared the death penalty in the sentencing phase of the death of the trial. He was convicted of over 60 counts recently for gunning down 11 Jewish congregants at a Squirrel Hill synagogue in 2018. The defense team is expected to resume calling witnesses today. A Mississippi sheriff's office has fired a half-dozen white deputies after two black men filed a civil rights suit accusing the deputies of torturing them for nearly two hours. Rankin County Sheriff Brian Bailey said on Tuesday he fired the deputies more than two weeks after Michael Jenkins and Eddie Parker filed a lawsuit in federal court. Jenkins and Parker claimed six deputies came into their homes illegally in January and handcuffed, kicked, waterboarded, repeatedly used tasers on them, and attempted to sexually harass them. A former, the former House GOP Speaker Paul Ryan says Republicans will beat President Biden for sure in 2024 as long as the nominee is not named Trump. Mark Mayfield with more. 
Ryan spoke on CNBC Wednesday and said he believed strongly that if the Republican Party were to nominate someone other than the former president, they would win the White House. Trump is facing criminal charges over his handling of classified materials. He's also leading the polls among Republicans. I'm Mark Mayfield. And a handbag that's almost too small to see to see fetched a, re- a really big price at an auction Wednesday. The fluorescent yellowish-green bag sold for more than $63,000 in an online auction. It's based on a popular Louis Vuitton design but isn't made by the luxury label. It's the work of a New York art collective that calls the creation Microscopic Handbag. The group says the bag, that measures less than three hundredths of an inch wide, is narrow enough to pass through the eye of a needle and smaller than a grain of sand. In sports, the Red Sox lost Game 2 to the Marlins in their three-game series last night. The score was 6-2. to two. Game 3 starts tonight, first pitch at 6.10 p.m. And now here's ABC6's local weather forecast. Well, today is going to be another humid day with a mixture of sun and clouds for the area. We could see an afternoon pop-up thunder shower in parts of the area. And we'll be reaching a high into those mid and upper 70s. Overnight tonight, we'll get down to the low 60s. And tomorrow, another humid day with a mixture of sun and clouds. Slightly better, but poor air quality possible from the Canadian wildfires. We'll be reaching a high of 79. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Skylar Spindler on New Bedford's News Talk Station, 1420 WBSM. It is currently 69 degrees right now in New Bedford. I'm Adam Bass, WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's news talk station, WBSM, and get breaking news alerts and podcasts with the WBSM app. In 508-996-0500, if you want to call in and chime in and get involved with the discussion, we were talking about the new trash contract for the city of New Bedford. And if you haven't heard the specifics of it and you haven't heard the details of it, you can uh, check out the story at WBSM.com and on the app. Uh, right now, though, I will tell you it's a three-year contract with Capital Waste Services that will total $26.4 million. So I'm trying to do the math in my head, but just about uh, nine, a little under $9 million a year, right? Does that sound right? Like just a little bit over $8 million a year. So uh, this, is a, this is a quote that Mayor Mitchell gave to Marcus and Chris yesterday during his weekly appearance on, on WBSM. They were not the lowest bidder. It was close on cost, but there was just a very strong feeling their services were going to be the most complete and reliable and that's why we went with them. He made it a point to say he doesn't want to, you know, speak ill of E.L. Harvey. He doesn't want to bash them. 
but he said that there had been a considerable amount of complaints, not only to his office, to his administration generally, but also to city councilors about how people felt about those services. So that also factored into the decision as well. He says, we're very confident this is a company in, in capital that will provide our residents the service they expect and deserve. So it, it sounds to me like he's saying without saying we were aware that there were problems with E.L. Harvey and that this was more about getting residents the best service, maybe not the best price, but I'm sure it's not. He, he even said it wasn't a huge difference uh, between them and, and, and the lowest bidder, but that it was more about getting those complete services. So that I'm going to just kind of infer from that, and, and I don't know this for a fact, but maybe Harvey was the lowest bidder. And and the mayor said, you know what, we're getting too many complaints. We'll pay a little bit more to get better service. I don't know that to be true. I'm just kind of speculating and trying to read into what it was that he was saying. 508-996-0500. You're next on WBSM. Hello. Hi, you're on the air. I'm on the air. Okay, I'm glad you kind of stood with the subject of the garbage trucks. Um, I have a complaint with with these guys because I didn't have it with ABC. Um, you know, you put your garbage barrel out to the and get to the sidewalk, to the street, and they take it. But what they do is they dump it back in the, the street again. And one day I had to chase it down to almost the corner to get it. So you say dump it back in the street. What do you mean? They don't put it back on the curb or? No, they don't put it back on the curb, and it's it's really annoying. Well, I don't think you'll have to worry about that anymore because uh, they're not going to be coming to your home anymore. Well, we'll see if the next guy does it because ABC, there was never a problem. I can, I'll tell you, I had a problem with ABC with that exact same problem, that I, I, I wanted them to put the barrels back up the way that I had them. The way that they grabbed them when they took them, I wanted them standing up and against the wall where I kept them. And instead, they would be laying down on the ground. They'd be down the street. They'd be in my driveway. Like It was like they dumped them and then just threw them. So I complained many times about it. And it only got worse because I guess they found out that I complained. And actually, they're really, I mean, not that they're heavy, heavy, but they're not that light for a woman to be picking up. No. No, I don't you know, blame you. And I'm in my 70s, so it's just like, th- th- this is a pain. To me, you it know? should be if you if the barrel is standing straight up, when you grab it and you empty it, put it back standing straight up. Yeah. They're weighted it, so that they I, won't. It's just, I think it's just laziness on, my, on their part. I mean, granted, they have to go down the street and do a whole bunch of barrels, but the, the second that they take makes a difference to the person that is having that service completed. Right. Like the three decker next to me, they've got they put five six barrels out. They were all out on the street yesterday, and then a woman brings them in. Well, that won't be the case anymore. Hopefully, hopefully the new company Capital oh, will put them not. back nicely. If not, listen. To, if if you find out that they're not doing that and and you're not happy with the service they're providing, call the mayor's office. Uh, as soon as it starts happening, so that they can talk to them early and, and get them you know on board with the plan. Okay. All right. You Good have luck a great with it. Day, hon. You as well. Bye. 508-996-0500. And again, you know, if you have any issues with the service, speak up early. Because uh and I'm great, there's going to be some uh, some some adjustment period here, certainly. But also, you know, I think the mayor is going to want to know 
how this is playing out very quickly. I read, you know, I read the statement from the the owner of uh, Capital Waste Services, and they seem committed to giving New Bedford exactly the type of service that they are expecting and that they want. So maybe any trash woes that we've had will go away. Now some of them are not El Harvey's fault, and we can't. I'm not trying to dump on El Harvey either. You know, obviously they can't help the fact that the state made some changes to what they can and can't pick up. But I do think that there were enough complaints in recent weeks about people's trash not getting picked up. And I wonder, you know, how much of that was when did E.L. Harvey know they didn't have the contract? And did they, you know, just kind of mail it in the last few weeks? I would think not. I mean, I don't think a professional company would do such a thing. But there were a lot of complaints that happened in the last couple of weeks. So I don't know. 508-996-0500. I just look at it like this. Like, let's not worry about what the previous company did or didn't do. Let's just look at Capital Waste Services when they come in and see what level of service that they offer everybody. But trash hauling is a very important thing. As, uh, As Mayor Mitchell's talked about, you know, having control of waste in the city is a very important thing because when you have a city that has too much trash, people think it's a trashy city. So... They're going to put make sure they put an effort in with this company to make sure they're doing everything right. 508-996-0500. We will be back in a few moments. And welcome back in. You know, just because the weather hasn't been great doesn't mean you can't get out there and fire up your grill, right? And with 4th of July right around the corner, now is the time to start planning out what you're going to serve on the 4th. And where are you going to go to get all of that? Well, go to the butcher shop on Dartmouth Street in New Bedford. They've been serving New Bedford for over 30 years. And as we know, the perfect meal starts with the perfect ingredients. Go down there and get some of their delicious fresh meats. Get something like their homemade sausage, their linguisa, charisse. You can get all that there. Goes great on the grill. Celebrity pork chops, the very famous celebrity pork chops, they are the best around. I mean, you've had pork chops before, right? But wait until you have these. These are pork chops. You can get some great meats, everything from tomahawk steaks all the way down to the Terrace Major, which, as uh, as we know, is something that is a great cut of meat, great quality, at very cheap prices. So get all of the meat that you need, whether you go in there and buy it all individually or you can get some of their great meat packages. They're already going to put it all together with everything that you need, the right amount of burgers, hot dogs, steaks, steak tips, whatever else you want to have. They have multiple different packages that you can choose from to make it nice and easy for you to pick up your meat, throw it on the grill on the 4th of July, and have an amazing party. And by the way, I think, you know, you should have dinner on the grill Every night, all summer long. That's what I've always done, mainly because it keeps your house from getting heated up inside, right? But also because why not? I grill year-round, but I love being out there. Uh, at this, you know, at this time of year, being out there around 6, 7 o'clock at night, grilling up my dinner, and then sitting down and having those delicious flavors. And nothing will be as delicious as the food you get at The Butcher Shop, 123 Dartmouth Street in New Bedford. Make sure when you're there getting your meats and seafoods that you also stop by their wine cellar. You can get everything from a $5 bottle that is still going to be very good quality wine, very great tasting wine, all the way up to a $500, almost $600 bottle of wine. They've got it all there and everything in between. So check it out. The Butcher Shop, 123 Dartmouth Street in New Bedford. All right, let's take a phone call here. Good morning. You are next on WBSM. Good morning, Tim. How are you? Good. How are you? Um, I was calling like what that woman said about them throwing the uh, garbage 
but mine wasn't the garbage barrel. Mine was one of theirs recycling, uh, uh, you know, the plastic ones there, the, the big one. Well, it's not really that big. Mm-hmm. I live in Dartmouth. And we have a recycling truck that comes by. Um, it ran it over their own thing. So I called up, and they had to bring me a brand new one. I said, because I had the license plate on the back of the thing there. So I Because I, I was, like, going down to pick them up. And the guy ran it right over right in front of me. I said, oh, boy. So, um, but, you know, I, we need a bigger one. Can yeah. you get the bigger one or... I think yeah, people here. I think if you if you if you call and request a bigger one, they'll bring you a bigger one. It just you know when do they if if they have one around. That was the problem yeah. that I ran to when I when I requested a second barrel. Is they yeah. said there's only three people and we don't have enough barrels to justify giving you a second one right now. But if we if one becomes available, we'll leave it at your house. Eventually, I did get a second barrel. But it, that that's kind of the problem is that they had to make sure they had one for all of their customers before they could give them all two. Yeah. Well, I have two. We have two. We have one for uh, cardboard and one for um, the glass and all that. But um, you can't fit all that cardboard. We get a lot of cardboard. We get a lot of UPS and everything set here. And now uh, it's just. Uh, well, I, I hope uh, you break them up. I would assume you oh, do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we have to cut them up because it just doesn't all fit. Is that we just drive to the dump and they have a place in Dartmouth dump there where you can throw the cardboard down there? What I did but, is I went out and I bought you know because I had a yard, so I just went out and bought a fire pit. Like one of those little yeah, we, fire... we do that. And yeah. I just threw all the cardboard in there. Well, that's what we were doing last summer. And, um, I mean, it was just smoking up. I mean, we just had so much, especially from Christmas time. But, I mean, it's just... Uh, just don't throw crazy. plastic in there. I made that mistake one time no. when I was a kid of throwing a, a milk jug in a campfire. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, we always camped. And that's, yeah, the kids are always bringing something over. Here's some more. Here's some more. It's like, ah. Oh. We'd be having our wine. It's like, oh, God, that was disgusting. It was like, <laughs> yeah, I threw a milk jug in there, like a, a plastic, yeah. you know, one-gallon milk jug, and it was really cool. It turned green and blue, and then, oh, like, yeah. the smell made me want to throw up. Oh, good. That's too much. Well, have a nice sports, but I don't talk to you. You as well. Take care. Right, thanks. Bye-bye. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Hey, Tim. I don't, I don't know how the new uh, trash will work out but i know in fairhaven if you request an extra trash barrel or a recycling bin you do not get to have two no matter how many people live in your home they won't provide you with a second trash barrel but if you want a second recycling bin because obviously they're trying to encourage recycling they'll charge you 75 dollars for the for the for like a one-time fee or per year drop off the second recycling bin wow yeah. Yep. Wow. I mean, and I thought they would want you to, you know, obviously they want you to recycle. I thought they would let you have extra of those for free and maybe charge extra if you're putting out trash that needs to be, you know, disposed, uh, you know, processed or whatever they're going to do with it. But no, that's what that's what they just told me uh, last week. That's yep. so strange. And I, I'm not familiar with Fairhaven's process. Is, is, is that municipal trash? Is that town run trash? They have they had they had the ABC and the Harvey mm-hmm. you know but, as but, well. But it's it's included in your property taxes. It's not something that you you contract personally. No, no there's not a, a pay you know for disposal like Dartmouth. But I do not know going forward if they're also switching. That's, you know? Yeah, that's true. They when their contracts up, they might go. With, yeah, I don't think Harvey's going to stick with one little town and then all the surrounding area go with a different one. That just doesn't sound cost effective you know so i don't i didn't 
catch that in the article. It was saying New Bedford specifically switching yeah. over. Yeah, this was just about New Bedford's new contract. I don't, I don't know the contract status of some of the other places. I know the Wareham contract is uh, is relatively new because it only went into effect, uh, two, I think, two years ago. So it might be, you know, that some of these other surrounding communities. I know Plymouth, Plymouth canceled their contract with ABC and actually took them to court. So Har- Harvey never got the contract over there. It was already gone by oh. then. So. They were already gone. But, yeah, in Fairhaven, when I said, well, what, you know, what do we do? There's a lot of, you know, people in one household. Can we, you know, kind of qualify for another one? And she said, no, you have to pay for it. And then she, I said, well, what do we do with the extra trash? She said, if you can, you know, find nice neighbors who will take them. The oh. woman I spoke with at Harvey, um, and it was just, just before the article came out that they were switching over. She said she lived in Fairhaven as well. She said, oh, you just got to find nice neighbors who will let you put your trash in Fairhaven. Wow. Yeah, that's what she said. That'd be really nice neighbors, I guess. I don't know. I mean, a lot of people don't, don't um, you know, use their whole bin, whatever. True. yeah. But anyway, so I don't. you were talking about, your, you know, you tell stories about when you were a kid and your brother and your family and whatnot. But I have to be honest, I... Um, I think you should post a picture of yourself as a kid because I, I picture you as a little boy, like baby Tim with a beard. <laughs> you know, I, I started growing it when I was very young, so that's not out of the realm of possibility. Yeah, I'm like, was Tim really ever a baby face or did he always have the beard? I don't know how many. I do have one photo of me as a kid on, on Facebook, but I don't know. I don't know that my mom has. She had like all the bucket of photos. I'll have to see if she has some of them and I'll have to scan some of them in so I can have them digitally. Yeah, just for proof that you weren't just toddling. I, I, I was a kid once, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I believe you were a kid, but for some reason the beard's still there. I, Baby Tim my, with the beard. All right, my, beard my beard was longer then. All right. <laughs> have a good day. Uh, we do have to take one final break. We'll be back in just a few moments. And welcome back in just the final couple of minutes for me this morning. But stay tuned for Chris and Marcus. They have a great show lined up for you, including having Bristol County Sheriff Paul Hero in studio at 11 a.m. So he will be in here talking with Chris and Marcus and with you as well. So you should be able to um, you should be able to really get some good questions in. And I think I think you'll actually hear some uh, some pretty good conversations. You always tend to get the sheriff breaking news when he's talking with with Chris and Marcus. So I'm interested in hearing some of the discussion that they'll have and what kind of information might come out of that. But I am just about out of time for today. Listen, I'm going to try to I'll try to find a sandwich every week. I like it because you know what? It's a sponsorable segment. We can uh, we can have some fun talking about some sandwiches and we can get a business to sponsor. Anybody that wants to sponsor sandwich of the week, reach out to me because uh, I'm certainly happy to talk about it. If you're happy to, you know, advertise in it. The other good thing about it, too, is we can highlight some of the different types of cuisine that we have around here. Sandwiches are considered to be, you know, something very simple. Nobody gives them a lot of thought, but we actually have some very creative sandwiches around here. So, you know, maybe maybe we can make that work. I'm sure many of it will be, you know, how good is the casserole at this place versus the casserole at this place? Or the Bafana over here versus over there. So there's there's a lot of places we can go with it. The more Mary put that idea in my head, and the more I think about it, the more I think it could be something good. So Mary, sometime we'll have to share a sandwich together. You know, we may argue on the air, but we can all come together and agree when it comes to sandwiches. And again, just a reminder why why do I always say enjoy every sandwich at the uh, 